Hey neighbor, this is your favorite neighbor, Jay Murray. Before we start today's episode, just want to let you know that we just launched our weekly newsletter, Happy Healthy Newsletter. This is a great opportunity for you to receive more meaningful content to help you grow your faith, well-being, and leadership skills. So go to happyhood.com to subscribe. That is happyhood.com, H-A-P-I-H-O-O-D.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at happy underscore hood for more purpose-driven content. Now, let's start today's episode. Good morning, leaders, and welcome to Monday Morning Leadership Huddle. I'm your favorite neighbor, Jay Murray. You know, I remember returning to the office from working from home for about 18 to 24 months during the pandemic. And I remember one of my first meetings back on campus, back in the office. I was meeting with one of my project team members. And just that weekend, there was the Buffalo, New York mass shooting. Um, young white male went into a grocery store and shot several African-Americans and, and others. And I remember talking with one of my um, team members and just saying, you know, one thing that the pandemic like impacted me or one of the areas that I was impacted by the pandemic was my ability to compartmentalize where I, I just felt like I couldn't no longer compartmentalize my feelings. I couldn't separate these characters or personalities or, you know, the husband, the father, the, the employee, the entrepreneur, you know, all these different areas of myself to where the pandemic just collided all these worlds into one, you know? And I remember telling her that, you know, I just, it's hard for me to, just separate all, all those things. And I remember what she said as we was talking, she said something to, to, to the, uh, she said something as, you know, well, we have to compartmentalize because we got to get work done. You know, like, yeah, things happen, but we got to come in with a smile and keep going. Right. And I, after we, finished through our meeting. We was able to complete our agenda. And after the uh, meeting family, I just felt so bothered by her, her statement to where, yeah, we have to compartmentalize where, you know, we got to now just continue to be productive and act like, you know, everything else is okay. You know? And I look back at that story now, um, almost a year from, from the time that I started going back to work to now that I believe in which, I, I, you know, we can say COVID is over. I wish that, I think they just said officially is over um, to where now I'm, I'm able to compartmentalize. That's one area that a skill that I was able to relearn. Right. But I was able to do it as I see now in a much healthier way. You know, I was reading uh, an article, um, it was a psychiatrist that, that said that compartmentalization, when done with self-awareness, can be healthy and adaptive. But when it's done without 
the level of self-awareness. We run the risk of trapping ourselves in this fraudulent state. And it had me think about it from the lens of, yes, when we're self-aware, we can compartmentalize because, yes, there comes moments where we have to push through, right? There's moments where I have to complete this activity. I have to get dinner ready <laughs> for, for the family. I have to deliver this particular endeavor, you know. So there, there's definitely times where I'm have to separate my emotions. But when those moments where I'm not to, I'm not able to decompartmentalize, I'm holding my my emotions in. I'm holding all these feelings in, you know. I'm I'm trying to manage this 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 crisis, and I'm not finding the ability to do that. And I think it's very similar in leadership. You know, as leaders, we are tasked with the um, with the assignment to lead others in moments of crisis. You know, if there's one thing that the pandemic has taught the leadership world is that we need to make sure that we are consistently talking about and leveraging and, and developing skills around how do we manage crisis? How do we continue to operate in dealing with a crisis? You know, and as, as I thought about it and just wanted to provide <clears throat> a way that I have, <clears throat> excuse me, been able to, to do that, and I'm I'm not saying that I'm I'm perfect in this by no means, but I think there's a level of peace that as leaders we have to exhibit and we have to demonstrate in those moments where okay, it's uncertainty. In in those moments where I'm not able to decompartmentalize, I'm not able to process my emotion, I, I need to push through. These, these moments, right? I need to make sure that we're still able to deliver X. I'm still should be able to, to do these things, right? And again, it's not always going to be uh, something that's going to be done in a very perfect or excellent way. Sometimes we just need to get it done, right? And it, it may it, and it may be ugly, right? In the process, you know? But how do we, A, able to be led by peace, and particularly the peace of God, how are we able to maintain that that peace in times of crisis? You know, how can we continue to have that, that level set? How can we continue to inspire others? How can we continue to come and just show up, right? And that's sometimes, that's it's pretty much the first step, just showing up, right? I'm, I'm yeah, everything is not all well put, put together, but I'm here. And I'm willing to lean in. How can we continue to do that? So I want to provide to you what I feel is a very practical way for us to be led by peace. And what I mean by that, by the peace of God, right? And how can we maintain that peace? So this is going to be something slightly different than what we have discussed during Monday morning leadership huddle, because it's going to be really touching on the spiritual aspect of being a leader. 
And what I feel is, as I think about it, the spiritual aspect of having a relationship with God. And only when the only way that I can, you know, talk about spirituality is through my relationship with God, right? Through through my faith. And it is through my relationship with God that I'm able to be led by peace, the peace of God, that I'm able to maintain peace, even in moments of chaos, even in moments of crisis. And again, that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not going to be, oh, I'm not afraid. (laughs) Yes, you can still be afraid and brave at the same time. And that's where the level of peace comes in. That I know, you know what? God got, got me. God has this situation. Okay. So I want to use a somewhat maybe familiar verse if you grew up in church. But if you didn't, hey, it's totally okay. Um, I want to use this verse that I, I come to quite, quite often. Um, when I just need to be led by the peace of God, that I need to kind of put this in my, um, my, my leadership practice as I'm leading myself, as I'm thinking about leading others. This is how we have to think about it in a way that this is part of our leadership practice. Leadership is a practice. Okay. So, the verse I'm talking about is Philippians. And just to give you some context, so Philippians it was written by Paul. It was a letter to the church of Philippi. You can think of Paul as a, I guess in our today's, in today's time, he's just a church planner. So during that time, Paul planted several churches. And while Paul was writing this letter to the church of Philippi, Paul was in prison. So when you think about in that context of Paul writing a letter to a church and he's talking about peace, I'm like, okay, <laughs> where they do that at? <laughs> you know, because I mean, if, if I'm Paul, and I'm in prison, I'm definitely may not be talking about peace. I may be talking about something else, you know, like, was this all worth it? You know, but if you read Philippians and I I encourage you to read it, you'll get this level, this brilliant, just display of this contentment that Paul is able to really muster up. Right. And it's just, you know, I think about it and I think about just things that I'm, I go through that we all go through. It's like, man, how can I continue to be content? How can I continue to be at peace? So that's, that's what I'm hoping that we can really draw out of today's leadership huddle. So Paul writes in Philippians chapter four, um, verse six, he says, do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving 
submit your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcend all your understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Family, for me, every time I, I read that, that those verses, I'm always like, just like, wow. Like Paul's pretty much giving us the cheat code, right? He's given us a process, a process to obtain the peace of God, you know, a process to deal with the uncertainty, to deal with the crisis, you know, to deal with times where we need to decompartmentalize and start processing our thoughts, right? He's given us a pretty much a cheat code to do, to do that. And the steps are just simply right in front of us. It's pray, have that communication with God, and petition, be specific to what you're asking God for, with thanksgiving, and the peace of God, which transcend all your understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. So in order to obtain peace, I have to make sure that I'm communicating. I'm communicating, I'm talking with God. And I have to be, I have to submit my formal requests. Like, what are you asking God for? What are you needing God to do? Here's the kicker with Thanksgiving. I have to come in God's presence in a, in a very Thanksgiving mindset, in a gratitude mindset, knowing that it's already been worked out. And from that perspective, I'm able now to receive the peace of God. This is how sometimes I'm amazed of when I see tragedies, you know, whether earthquakes, um, floods, and, you know, you may look on the news and they, they may talk to that one, one person that just simply is at peace. Now, that doesn't mean they're not bothered, they're not, you know, you know, dealing with their emotion, but they, they have this level of, you know what? Everything's working out. You know, you know what? My family's still here. We, we lost our house, but you know what? My family's still here. I'm still thankful that everything is going to work out. I'm always like, I'm always amazed and encouraged when I see that, you know, because yes, crisis will occur. You know, chaos will occur around us. But as leaders, it's important for us to continue to be led by the peace of God, right? To, to, to continue to practice that peace, to practice that at peace. So how can we be led by the peace of God? We pray and petition, submitting your requests. That's what petition is meaning in, the, in this passage with thanksgiving and the peace of God, which transcend all your understanding. I don't even understand. It's not even logical for me to have this peace, but I'm at peace.
and God will guard our hearts and our minds. Now, the question becomes, how can we maintain that? <laughs> you know, like how can I continue to maintain that level of peace? Right. Because, yes, as I said before, things will occur in life where I'm going to need the peace of God right now. But how I can how can I continue to maintain that throughout my day? You know, throughout the days, throughout the months. Right. So Paul continues to write. And I'm picking up on verse eight. Paul says, finally, brothers. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about such things. So the question becomes what am I consuming? my brain and my heart with, you know, sometimes I, I through self-awareness, right. When I am compartmentalizing, decompartmentalizing, and I am processing my emotions, like, man, how did I come get, get to this point? Why am I feeling, you know, why do I have this state of fear? Why am I feeling anxious? Why am I feeling, you know, I'm in this, downward spiral. How can I get myself up? And then I realize, oh man, well dude, what you been consuming? You been watching the news? You been on Twitter? You been on other social media platforms that's not <laughs> giving you positivity? <laughs> because there are certain social plat platforms that can be positive, right? You're not reading. You're not meditating with God. You're not talking with God. Oh, I, it's, it's, it's starting to make, make sense. I'm consuming all these things. I'm consuming all these things in my mind. I'm consuming all these things in my heart to where, yeah, I'm not experiencing that peace of God. And when I, when I think about this, fam, I, I, I kind of thought about it from, from the analogy of, like, alarm system. Alarm system is only effective when it's on is you know what i'm saying like it's, it's only beneficial to you if you have it on if you have it secure if you cut it on when you leave or when you you're, you're at home right you have to consistently do that you don't just do that based on oh i just got robbed the night night before let me go ahead and put my alarm system on no you do that consistently to protect you yourself you know and that's the same way that we have to think about it as maintaining our peace is that I have to continue to protect my thoughts, my mind, my emotions, my, 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 my spirit. So let me make sure I, I think about or make sure that I'm, I'm aware of what I'm consuming. Think about things that's pure. Think about things that are lovely. Think about things that are beautiful. Think about things that are admirable are noble. That's the Thanksgiving family. That's the part of when Paul was saying pray, prayer and petition with Thanksgiving. That's that Thanksgiving piece is our 
responsibility, right? That's where I think that's where we have to have skin in the game. We have to make sure. Well, hey man, that Thanksgiving, oh yeah. If if I'm gratitude is contagious. Let me make sure I'm I'm surrounding myself around gratefulness. Let me make sure I'm surrounding myself around kindness. Because that's um that's how I'm able to receive the peace of God. To receive the peace of God. I want to leave you with this um what I believe is a beautiful illustration of peace. And um I, I just think it's just this is a wonderful way to kind of sum up of kind of imagining this peace that we experience through God. And I'm, I'm going to use Psalms 23, just reading the, the first three, three verses, very familiar verse, <laughs> you know, very familiar verse. Um, if you, you know, being in church or even if you haven't been in church or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, so Psalms 23, the Lord, is my shepherd i shall not be in want he maketh me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside quiet waters he restores my soul he guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake when I think about it, especially in that second verse, he making me lie down in green pastures. I can just imagine myself just laying in this just beautiful green pasture. You know, the flowers, the even the even the bugs don't even bother you. You know what I'm saying? And 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 just hearing the water, he leads me beside quiet water. I mean, just take a moment just to kind of hear those waters, right? Just kind of hear the streams, the rivers, just flowing, just flowing. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Family, I believe as, as God creation, the creator wants us to experience his peace. The creator, as his creation, wants for us to be protected by his peace, through his peace. So when we have moments of crisis, we're able to be thankful that we can come to God in prayer and petition, submitting our requests and experience the peace of God. That we can be thankful that we can continue to maintain that peace by thinking on things that are noble, things that are kind, things that are grateful to continue to maintain that peace. Because as we experience the peace of God, God wants to lead us beside those quiet waters. That's the that's what He wants us to encounter when we experience that peace of God. Okay? So as leaders, as we continue to show up, as we continue to drive change, as we continue to 
inspire and motivate and give others hope let's do that through peace through the peace of god okay because you know what leadership is not a title but a choice and today i choose to be led by the peace of god i choose to i choose peace i choose thanksgiveness i choose gratitude choose love. Till next time, family, be blessed.